0: for Treason by God for Trees, read by Amy Zuck on Anchor from Grandma's Bookshelf. Chapter 21. The Road Lay Open. The road lay open before us, ribboning on by mountain and valley, heath and forest for 300 miles. We had nothing to do but ride. After the past few days, so packed with mysteries and misadventures, it was a relief to find ourselves with so simple and straightforward a task. Our horses made light of the stiff climb from Kenswick, for we were only featherweights to carry. Soon the road leveled out, and we were able to set them to a trot again. We came round the steep wooded knoll of Great Howe, and there was a long streak of timware lying on its crack between Helvina and the arm-both fells. Come on, cried Kit, and set the mare to a canter. I dug in my heels and shot level with her, and we thundered along the lakeside road, knee to knee. rub dub rub dub rub dub is there any drum which beats a more strident tattoo than the hoofs, on the hard trampled earth? Rubber dub, rubber dub, rubber dub. Past the ancient bridge which spans the shallows and narrows of the mere, and links the two mountains of Dalehead. And Armboth Hall, were they in the conspiracy? I wondered, and the Jacksons over the bridge and the Leiths on the Dalehead, nestled between the lake and the road. I hoped not, for they were good old statesman families, both of them but we weren't going to take our chances by turning aside to ask their help. We rode on. Halvena Jill came splashing over our road. Halvena Screens came sweeping down, the stony slopes looking in the heat mist of the noon as light and insubstantial as the grey silk hanging. Our road was the fridge of the hem, and the feathery trees were like tassels along the water's edge beneath us. rubber dub, rubber Into the scorching sunshine, then into the green shade again, cool as the spring. Looking across the mere, we watched the landmarks creep behind us Raven Crag, Fisher Crag, Launchy Gill, its cascades spilling down the green fell sides like milk. Haas Point, Doggill. We didn't talk much for a time. We were too excited by the rhythm of the hoof, hoof music and the wine like air rushing into our nostrils and between our parted lips. There would soon, I thought, be a very different kind of rubber-dub herd on the land. Real drums would throb in the market squares. This sun, which today was sparkling so beautifully and harmlessly on Blue Lake and White Waterfall, would gleam then on Cutlass and Helmet and Pike Point. If the Queen lived, all would be well. The rising would wither away as other rebellions had. If the Queen died, God alone knew what would happen. England would have lost the keystone which had held the kingdom together for more than a generation. We might go back to the days of religious struggles, back to the civil strife between the great nobles, which had wasted England in the War of the Roses. Back—yes, back—whatever might be said about the old queen, and I've come to realize in those latter years that she had many faults. At least she looked forward. England changed and grew under her hand, even though the growing pains brought many an agony. Many of the old country families hated her, and especially in the north, because she stood for the new ways and they for the old. "'Have you any money?' Kit asked, very aptly, interrupting my thoughts. "'No,' I said, realising with a shock, that I hadn't a farthing. The money was in our pack-horses, and merchandise safe in Mr. Bell's stable. The few pence I had carried with me were sunk, with my original clothes, in the middle of all "'I've two pence half penny, Kit went on. "'It's not a great sum to provide for two people on two horses for a ride to London.' "'It wasn't.' "'The position looked serious. "'Of course,' she said. "'If need be, we'll have to sell one of the horses. "'It would fetch a lot with the lovely saddle, too. "'Then you'd have to take the other horse and ride on. "'I'd manage somehow.' "'The trouble with you,' I said. "'You've led too shattered a life. "'Brought up as a lady with no one ever questioned who you were if you were honest.' "'What about the last year?' she demanded indignantly. "'I ignored the interruption. "'I'm just one of the common sort,' I proceeded. "'And I know that people are not going to buy animals of this quality from boys of our age. "'They'd be far more likely to lock us up as horse thieves.' "'Kit sighed. "'I suppose you're right. "'We don't look very old or very respectable, but it does seem a shame.' "'She jerked her thumb at the mass of Helvena. "'On our left... "'On the other side of all that, I own—' "'I wish you wouldn't go on always about what you own,' I said crossly. "'You won't own it for years yet till you've grown up, and it's no help to us now.' "'No, but there are people living over that way who'd help me today if I knocked on their doors. "'They'd lend us enough to get to London, anyhow.' "'Well, you can no more take our horses over that mountain. than we can turn and ride back to Lonsdale.' Which would do just as well. We've got to keep moving ahead, well managed somehow. We had to slow to a walk now, for the long pass of Dunmail Rays stretched in front of us, lifting the road between the seat saddle and the steel fell into Westmoreland. In that nick of blue sky between the green hills, they say that King Dunmail, the last King of Cumberland, was defeated and slain, but that was a long time ago, almost as long ago as the Romans. "'On the summit of the pass, we reined in and dismounted "'to give the horses a much-needed breather. "'No good riding them to death,' I said, "'sounding more casual than I felt. "'I should think not!' she exclaimed indignantly, "'patting the roan. "'The darlings! "'We can't afford to ride at breakneck speed, "'because we've no chance at getting fresh horses. "'So we'll have to nurse these and get every ounce out of them.' "'Do you think we're being chased?' she glanced back. "'We could see the road for miles.' But there wasn't a speck on it. If the pursuit had already begun, we must have drawn away from it in these first few miles. We shall be chased, I said, obviously. We're carrying on our heads information that means death to at least a dozen men. Do you think they'll let us go? Well, they can't catch us. Not when we've got these whirlwinds to ride. Oh, you're not as bright as usual, Kit. Whirlwinds tire, this salt, at least, and we can't change them. "'But suppose Mr. Arnthwaite, or Sir Philip more likely, "'if he's escaped with the whole skin from my dad and the rest of them, "'suppose he started out after us. "'He's got money, and he's got a name. "'He can pick up fresh horses in every town he wants to. "'And where's down?' "'Possibly. Three hundred miles is a long way. "'Chip, though. Chasing horses wastes, wastes time. "'If these beauties have any staying power, "'and if we treat them properly, we may be able to keep in front.' I spoke as cheerfully as I could, but for the life of me I failed to see how we could treat them properly on 2 pence halfpenny, even if we ourselves lived on air. "'Just a moment,' said Kit. She was exploring my saddlebag. "'Here's the bit of luck, anyhow. Mr. Arnthwaite must have been planning on a long ride this morning.' She fished out a bundle tied up in a white napkin. "'Here, Pete. Oatcakes and cheese. Half a cold chicken. And, I say, a flagon of wine.' "'We'll keep that for emergencies.' "'It looked to me as if there was likely to be plenty of those anyhow.' "'Kit hadn't finished her discoveries. "'Lend me your knife,' she exclaimed. "'I can feel something stitched into the lining.' "'Papers?' I asked, hopefully. "'No, something a dash sight more useful,' she retorted. "'Look, money!' "'She held up a gold coin between finger and thumb. "'I saw the three lilies and the rose supporting them. "'I say! A rose noble! Any more like that?' Don't be greedy, boy. Nineteen shillings and sixpence. That will help us a bit. I don't know whether Mr. Arnthwaite carried that coin stitched into the lining as a sort of financial reserve in case he found himself short when on a journey, or whether, like so many other people, he believed that the Rose Noble possessed special powers to ward off witchcraft. What I do feel certain of is that it could never have brought him better luck than it did us. Nineteen and six or nineteen and eightpence halfpenny, as Kit reminded me, might not be a great fortune, but it would buy us all the food we wanted for ourselves and for our four-footed companions. I felt quite happy again when we remounted and cantered down the Westmoreland side of the pass. Little Cragsmere looked placid and reassuring under the afternoon sun, and even the fantastic rocks of the Helmcrag had put off their usual savagery, and the one shaped like a crouching lion looked like a sleepy, friendly sort of animal.' "'on past reedy, rile water through Ambleside Village "'to the head of Windermere. "'We passed other travellers occasionally, "'and they stared to see such shabby boys so magnificently mount- horseed. "'We had our tail ready if they challenged us. "'We were stable lads, delivering the horses to our masters. "'The master's name and address we varied as the miles rolled behind us. "'When we saw our first strangers approaching, "'I thought of turning aside into a convenient spindly "'and letting them go by without seeing us, "'in case they should meet our enemies further back on the road. "'But, as we immediately realized, "'this would involve a great waste of time. "'And if we did it for one passer-by, "'we should do it for all of them. "'Mr. Armthwaite must know perfectly well "'that we had taken the road to London, "'and there was no purpose in concealment. "'What if we went right off the road, though,' "'kit suggested, "'and hid ourselves for the rest of the day, "'and let them ride by and miss us?' sounds all right,' I said slowly, "'though I don't know whether we can afford to mark time for half a day.' "'No, it's no good,' she agreed. "'For another reason, it'd be too dangerous. "'If we let them get ahead, they'll spread the story. "'They're looking for two young horse thieves. "'When we move on behind them, "'we'll find the whole population on the lookout for us.' "'And she might have added the conspirators, "'liable to round, ride round the next corner at any moment, "'on the way back to pick up the trail again.' "'It wasn't likely they'd hurry on mile after mile "'once they stopped meeting people who'd seen us. "'The luck was against us in this. "'We were easy to remember, and no one on the road, "'would have any doubt whether he'd seen us ride by or not. "'All the same, Kit's suggestion set our minds working "'and soon led to another idea. i tell you what,' I said as we swung away "'from Windermere and mounted the low fells "'which sprawled across the road to Kendal. "'Yes?' "'We needn't take the obvious road to London.' "'But is there another?' "'Not this side of England,' I said with a grin. "'She caught on at once. "'You you mean the Great North Road? "'You mean—' "'Yes, turn off when no one's looking "'and go slap across the Yorkshire fells. "'It'll be hard going, and we might take a bit of time over it, "'but not knowing the shortcuts. "'But once we're over those tops, lass, "'we'll be down the dales in a brace of shakes "'and down the Great North Road like a lightning flash.' "'Oh, Grand Pete, while they're inquiring for us in Lancashire, "'we'll be halfway down the other side of England.' (sighs) "'Well, hope so,' I said cautiously.'